Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Oh, thank the Lord Jesus. Seven ways to improve your hearing. Seven ways to improve your hearing. What time did you say? I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many know some sermons are like the mercy of God? They endure forever and ever. Hallelujah. Because the key to your success is your ability to be able to hear the voice of God. God wants to be able to speak to us. And we must expect to hear from him every single day. Matter of fact, step number one to improving your hearing is to expect to hear from him. You've got to expect to hear his voice. He's not up there with his arms crossed, silent on your behalf until you fast enough, until you pray enough, until you read your Bible enough. Now, those are all very important things. But folks, he's speaking to you right now. You don't fast to hear his voice. You fast to get yourself out of the way so you can hear what he's been trying to tell you the whole dadgum time. Hey, listen to me. You don't read his You don't read the Bible because, well, you know, God, Bible, you got to read your Bible. I haven't read my five chapters today. Let me tell you how you can tell when you read your Bible out of a, or because you're religious or because you have a relationship with Jesus. If it, it's, it's 11 o'clock at night and you haven't read your five chapters yet and you feel guilty, you're religious. If it's 11 o'clock at night and you haven't spent any time in the Word of God and you feel hungry, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I haven't heard your voice today and I'm hungry. My, my spiritual stomach's rumbling. Hallelujah. My blood, my spiritual blood sugar's a little loose. When I go to stand up, I get a little lightheaded. Because why? Because I need his voice to sustain me every single day. He, they comfort me and they're right there with me. So step number one, to get better hearing, you've got to have a spirit of expectancy. On Acts chapter three, three after they were baptized in the Holy Ghost, Peter and John were on their way to the, uh, the temple to, to worship God. And there was a man there, the gate called Beautiful. And he looked up to them. Him and he was crippled. He'd never had walked. He'd been laying there his whole life. And he looked up at Peter and expecting to receive. He was expecting to receive something from him. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He says, I don't have silver and gold right now, but I've got something that silver and gold can't buy. I'm hearing the Father's voice. And the Father's saying, today's your day for a miracle, sir. And you're in the right place at the right time. He was expecting to receive something from him. Folks, you've got to expect to hear his voice. And when you hear his voice, you do more than hear his voice. You get your health back. You get your money back. You get your family back. You get your everything. Restoration is involved in hearing the voice of the Father. Can you say amen? Rod Parsley used to say it like this. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. When you begin to expect things, things begin to happen in your life. John chapter 10 verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. John 10, 27 in the Amplified says that my, the sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Hallelujah. I mean, if I got to get done by 1.30, I can't spend all day on point number one. Point number two. <laughs> The second way to get better hearing is to pray without ceasing. 
Spend all your time. That doesn't mean, you know, you pray silently when you're, in, you're praying in your thoughts all the time. You can do that. Keep your thoughts on him, him. I'm talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about praying in other tongues. And Jude verse 20 says, you build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the, uh, the Amplified Bible, did I write that down? The Ampli- yeah, the Amplified Bible says, But you, beloved, build yourself up, being founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. They call a church building an edifice that rises up. It's huge. It's big. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build yourself up. You're spending time building up your spirit man. The reason why some people can't hear the voice of God is because the spirit is not strong enough. They're not built up in their most holy faith. And you've got to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost until you trust that what you're praying is working together for your good because you're the called according to his purpose. That's what that, that Romans 8, 28 means. It's not talking about every good thing and every good, bad thing that happens to you is working together for your good because sometimes the devil's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Can you say amen? amen. No, don't say amen because that means so be it. Can you say, that's right, preacher. <laughs> don't be saying amen. I take my amen back. But you build yourself up. Matter of fact, when you pray, when you go, you can tell when you, I think I was in a bad spot. I, uh, you can tell. I can tell. I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. That was tongues. Do you know what I just said? I don't either. That's why it's called an unknown tongue. <laughs> And the Bible says, he that prays in unknown tongues is not talking to me, and he's talking to God. So I wasn't talking to you anyway. Don't worry about what I said. <laughs> the Bible also says that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're praying divine secrets, divine mysteries. There are some things out there that are too big for you to pray about in English. He is the God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. Uh, What's this? According to the power of that Holy Ghost who's praying through you those divine secrets. Because you have not because you ask not. You have to ask Him for it. Sometimes He can get, you get beyond what you understand in the natural and the Holy Ghost is out there asking for things bigger than you. And when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're building yourself up. And I can tell when I stop building myself up and now I'm in the overflow and I'm praying for you and I'm praying for you and I'm praying for somebody else. Somebody, some people, they never get praying the Holy Ghost long enough to get into the overflow where they're praying for the nations and praying for what's going on in your community. They just, you know, all, they're just trying to play catch up or trying to stay built up. Spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. It will help you hear the voice of God. Amen. Number three, the third way to get better hearing is to tune Balance, confirm what you hear in your spirit with the teaching of the scriptures. God's word fine-tunes our hearing. The more time you spend in this word, the better we hear him. You'll be able to pick up God's tone of voice. There's something called, there's something called perfect pitch. 
That means that you can hit any chord. Hit, if you have perfect pitch, you can hit any note. And you can say, that's E flat. That's something, something major. I don't know. I know there goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There's no key H. So you stop, sir. sir. That's about all I know. <laughs> but I do know this. If you, hit a co if you hit this note right here, and it's the same note as the string on this guitar, this guitar will begin to, string will begin to vibrate. And it'll begin to produce a sound. Why? Because it has no other choice because it's picking up on the same frequency. You are made in the image of God. You are made in the likeness of God. When you became born again, your spirit and God's spirit became one with the Father. And when all of a sudden you got, you must spend time in this book listening to what He says, listening to what He thinks, and it begins to fine-tune you. And all of a sudden when God begins to speak to your spirit, you'll begin to feel the vibrations of His voice on the inside of you. And something on the inside of you that doesn't make any sense to my brain. That doesn't make any sense to my mind. That goes against everything my family ever taught me. But something on the inside of me is telling me that's the voice of my Father and that's what I'm going to do. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The way you can tell you're mature from the Lord is because you only do what the Father tells you to do. Spend time in this book. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. You have, go ahead and turn there. Have you, have you looked up a scripture yet? Now you know you're in church. You get to use your Bible. Hebrews chapter 4. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Look at verse 12. It says, the word of God, Hebrews 4.12, the word of God and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit and of the joints and of the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight. But all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him of whom we must give an, an account. If you, without spending time in this book, because this is the word of God. It is written down so that we can read it and preserve it. But it is the word of God. Word of God. It belongs to you. Without this book... You cannot tell the difference between your thoughts, his voice, and the voice of the world, or the lies of the devil. This becomes your filter. And the more time you spend in this book, all of a sudden you'll just, and your filter just work all the time. That's a lie. I, if you spend time in this book, you will listen to a newscast, and you'll listen to a politician talk, and without even having to go verify it, you'll know. That is a liar. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. That's a lie. I'll have to go look it up. I'll have to go find the reference before I can go say he's a liar. But I know in my spirit, that man is lying to me right now. That woman is lying to me right now. And that, that it becomes the filter. Because ladies and gentlemen, he will never contradict his word. 
This is his word. He can only speak to you from his word. And this is how he's going to talk. This is what it's going to sound like. Matter of fact, you can tell when someone's been in the word, when they prophesy, because the word will flow out of them, even as they prophesy, even as they minister. When they begin to talk to one another, they begin to pray. I can tell whether you've been in the word. When you pray, the word just flows out of your spirit because it's on the inside of you. Well, how much time do I spend memorizing the scripture? Don't spend any time memorizing. You don't memorize it. You use it. Hallelujah. Ladies, is there a favorite recipe that you cook at least once a week? I mean, they're like, this is, this, is, this is the junk that we eat at our house every week. I'm tired of it. You're tired of it. But that's what we're having. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> I'm busy. You're busy. This is what we're having. This is what we have at our house. If you don't like it, go to another house. <laughs> There's certain recipes that my wife no longer has to go to the cookbook to, to remember the recipe. Matter of fact, she can't even really tell you how to do it because it just, she just does it. She, she has to go back and write, okay, well, I, I do this and I do that and I do that, that type of thing. Folks, I don't spend any time memorizing the word, but I use it all the time. And the word that I use becomes, it becomes in me and I know it and it knows me and it flows out of me like a river. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. And the fourth way to get better hearing is to wait for the peace of God. Look at Colossians 3.15. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness. There's thankfulness twice there. With thankfulness in your hearts to the Lord. The Amplified, says, the Amplified Bible says, and let the peace the soul harmony which comes from Christ. Rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts. Deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. In the peaceful state to which as members of Christ, one body, you are also called and to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. If you don't know whether to go to the left or go to the right. And you're asking God, God, do I go to the left or the right? You go where the peace is. Don't ever violate the peace of God. If someone says, well, I have to have a decision right now. Then the decision is no. Well, I demand you choose right now. Then I choose no. If my wife and I, I mean, I, I, know, I don't know what kind of teaching you had here. You know, about the husband's the head of the house. It's not in the Bible. We are heirs together, the grace of God. Getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. Well, I saw wives are supposed to submit themselves to their husbands. How in the world do I get on this? Listen, if I say you must submit to me, that's not submission, that's control. 
You never submit to control. You always submit to authority. And there is a difference between submitting to authority and submitting to control. You always submit to your pastor. But the moment your pastor's trying to control you, you get the heck out of Dodge. Are you listening to me? You only submit to authority. You never to submit. Because can I tell you something? A true shepherd has got better things to do than try to micromanage every one of y'all's lives. Should I eat at KFCs or money? Eat wherever the world you want to eat. Who gives a rip? Hallelujah. But get extra fries if you go to McDonald's. <laughs> so, well, the husband's the head of Well, I understand all that authority. I understand that. But if the husband's always rolling, you submit to me, woman. Can I tell you something? By the way, how's that working for you? <laughs> the Bible says, okay, let's, let's talk about submission. I'm to love my wife like Christ loved the church. And give, he gave himself for it. If you are loving your wife like Christ loved the church, her natural response is to submit to that kind of love. Do you know why it's easy to submit to Jesus? Because he loves you so much. Amen. Amen. Pastor can fix all this after I leave. <laughs> but my wife and I, if we, we got a major decision. We're not talking about what are we going to eat for supper. We're not talking about, I'm talking we got major decisions, life-altering choices to make. If we can't come into agreement, the best thing you better do is wait until we got a peace. Are you listening to me? Why? Because whatever we put on, it better be our size because we're going to have to wear it. And you don't ever violate the peace of God. Well, I can't get her to submit. You haven't done a good enough job loving. And you, then if there's no peace, there's some things that you and your wife need to sit down and pray about. Pray about in other tongues until the peace comes. What are you talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to make some tough choices in the next few days, next few weeks, next few months until Jesus comes out. And we're going to have to learn. We can't be in, you husband, you can't always be pulling at one another, striving one another. You're going to have to get to the place where the peace of God's there, where you can walk together in one mind, in one accord, and let the peace of God fill that place and fill that room in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, the husband has a place in that home. But that husband, it doesn't look like you're so high and mighty when you love the way God loves. Amen? And wives, if you'll respect your husbands and honor them. And if you disagree with something on that, instead of nagging about it, pray about it. Let me tell you something. God can fix your husband and your children in ways that you never can with talking to him until his ear falls off. Because let me tell you something about men. 
you got about 10 minutes of our attention span. That's all we got. We're incapable of anything longer than that. I mean, we may be in the room, but we went to the pitch a long time ago. I mean, we're someplace else. But when a woman comes out of her prayer closet with a word from the Lord, the anointing of God dripping off of her words, she says, I've heard from God today. And when she says it, it just the, the, it hits that string on the inside of your spirit. We've heard from heaven today. Who cares who heard it first? We just heard from God. Amen. 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 Let me get out of here. <laughs> the fifth way to get better hearing is to refrain from doing something if doubt is present. You got to get the doubt out. Because the doubt will pollute your faith and keep it from working. You don't need more faith. Because the first time we have a problem and we're not hearing from God, oh, you know what? I need more faith. I get getting this word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to hear from God. I'm going to hear from God. Get that constipated look in your face. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, faith in the living God, you can speak to a mountain. Be removed from here. Go to yonder place. That mountain will obey you. You don't need more faith. The only thing that keeps the mountain from moving is the doubt. What if it doesn't work? What if I look stupid? What if I embarrass myself? What if I get up there and say that and nothing ever happens? And then I'll give my testimony. You're spending more time thinking about what might not happen. Instead of knowing that you know, if I talk to my mountain, my mountain's got to go. In Jesus' name. Get ready for some mountain-moving faith to be released in your life. In Jesus' name. Because Mark chapter 11, verse 22 says, Have faith in God. Then he said, Whosoever shall say in this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Amen? Amen. You can have doubt in your head. You just can't let it get in your heart. Yes, sir. Like Brother Hagin told us, and you've heard it in Bible school. You can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest in your hair. Yes. Hair. <laughs> hair. <laughs> so, Southern, you know, I say, har. <laughs> Every thought that comes through your head is not yours. And so you have to take that thought captive and say, that is not my thought. I pull that thought down right now. But you don't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts with words. You just don't say, that is not my thought. That is not my thought. That is my thought. Then you're thinking. You must say out loud with your mouth, that is not my thought. This is my thought. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I, the, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. With his stripes, I am healed well, what if I don't take the what if I don't you're not you're not ready to move yet until you get all the doubt out of the way and you settle it in your heart 
This is what God said I can have. This is what God said I can do. This is what God said I can be. Now I'm ready to step out of the boat. If you wait until the water gets firm before you step out of the boat, you'll sit in the boat until Jesus comes back. It's when you make up your mind. Jesus said, come. I believe the word. You step out of the water and just act like the word of God so. In Jesus' name. You got to get the doubt out. And the things will begin to happen. Where did I get to? Number six. The sixth way to get better hearing is to seek godly counsel. Can I tell you something? No, I'm going to hit this one quick because I want to get to number seven. Godly counsel is not Facebook. <laughs> Godly counsel, look, unless you're sitting next to Pastor Godwill or Pastor Priscilla, I'm one of the pastors, Pastor Hamdi, Pastor Layla, look to your left and look to your right. That is not where you get counsel. You minister down and you receive counsel up. Amen. That's why when Pastor Godwill has symptoms in his body, he's not going to come to y'all and ask y'all to put oil on him. He'll call Pastor God, he'll pass Pastor Corey, he'll call Pastor Rodney, he'll call somebody that's over him in the Lord to receive ministry. Now we're to pray one for another, we're to bear one another's burden. I'm talking about getting godly counsel. Because if you want to confuse yourself, get about 13 voices in your life telling you 12 different things. You need to hear from God. And your pastor's not going to tell you what to do. You've got to hear from God for yourself. When I go to my pastor, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, and I talk to him, he says, what's God telling you? Dang it, I knew he was going to ask me that. Man. I was hoping you'd tell me. <laughs> and then once I tell him what I've heard from God, he will give me counsel on how to walk that out because maybe he's been there and he's experienced that same thing or maybe give me somebody to call or give me some... But he will, but Pastor God, Rodney will never say, this is what you need to do. He will only help you walk out what God's told you to do. You don't need to be talking to Pastor Godwill until you've done your homework and you've got along with God and got the peace of God and what to do. Then you go say, Pastor, this is what the Lord's telling me. Amen. And your pastor will go, he'll go, it's the word of God. You got the word on it. It bears with us my spirit. How can we get this thing done? Are you listening to me? Because he's not trying to control your life. He's trying to help you hear from the good shepherd. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Number seven. The seventh way to get better hearing. The seventh way to get better hearing is to boldly obey God. Why would God tell you something different to do if you hadn't done the last three things He told you to do? Well, yeah, but I thought you forgot about that. No, I, I didn't do that. No. Got to make up your mind. Boldness can be defined as confidence. A bold, confident Christian can obey God with the assurance that nothing will be able to shake him. When you obey God's voice, now you've done all these other steps. You've 
You've heard from heaven. You've got the peace of God. You've settled in your heart. You're obeying it. You've no longer, you've, you've, got, you've got godly counsel. Now you're no longer conferring with flesh and blood. If you've heard from God, no one will agree with it. Because it will never make sense to the natural mind. Because what God tells you to do, if you can afford it, and if you have the ability to do it, it wasn't God. God will always tell you to do something that costs more than you can afford and take more ability than you have and take more strength than you could ever produce in 10 lifetimes. So He gets all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. And once you've heard from God, you obey God like never before. You boldly go and say, that doesn't make any sense to me. And by the way, quit feeling like you have to explain to everybody what you're doing. You owe nobody an explanation of obeying the voice of God. He is the only one that you'll stand before at the end of your life and say, why didn't you do what I told you to do? Well, you know, Joe and Fred and, and, and Evelyn told me. And my mama and my daddy and my brother and my sister and my auntie. And I, he'll say, I am the Lord God Jehovah. Obey His voice. That's where the strength is. That's where the power is. Step out of the boat. Step through the open door. And you'll get on the other side of the Oh, there's the provision I've been believing for. There's the hundredfold return on that sea. I kept waiting for it to come in. That's never how it works. We've got, we got a multitude to feed. What are we going to do? What do you got in your hand? Five loaves and two fishes. Oh, God. I'm asking you right now to take these little. You see, God, that we're nothing. You see, God, I have nothing. Oh, God, help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help, help, help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help him, Lord Jesus. Help him, Jesus. I believe that one of these days there's going to be a mountain of bread and then bread I'm going to take that bread I'm going to feed 5,000 people one of, the, one of these one of these days one of these days one of these days can I tell you what unbelief is? unbelief always says God is going to send a revival God is going to heal me someday God is going to meet my need. Everything that you've ever needed that pertains into life and godliness is already found in Him. You already are healed. You already are saved. You already are provided for. It's already right there. He's just waiting for somebody to believe the Word of the Lord. We wait until we got a pile of fish over here and a pile of... Wait a minute, I'm sorry, this is my bread pile. This is where i got a mountain of bread over here and a mountain of fish over here. So all right now, boys, we're ready to go. You know what he did? He took five loaves and two fishes and gave it to 12 different men. What do you think that five loaves and 12... What do you think that five loaves and two fishes look like after it got 12 people had it? And they just began to break it off. Here you go, have some food. 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 Wow, that's weird. Here you go, have some food. Here you go, have some food. They fed a thousand people. 
Still got five loaves and two fishes. They fed fed 3,000 people. Still five loaves and two fishes. And when they got done, that's when they had 12 baskets left over. Because he's always the God that's more than enough. His name is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boldly obey the voice of God. Here's how you do that. We're going to spend time. I know how we're going to close the service now. Go with me, please. I got spit all over my new iPad. I didn't, I didn't think about that happening. I need to get like a, some salad bar shield or something over my iPad. So I just, anyway. Hallelujah. It keeps people from stealing it maybe. I don't know. Joshua chapter 14. Joshua chapter 14. And Proverbs chapter 3. Go to these three places. Two places. Joshua 14 and Proverbs 3. When you find it, say Amen. If you're really slow, say, help me, Jesus. Help me. (laughs) Joshua 14. Look at verse 7. Caleb says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him the word again as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Why? Because they gave them fear and doubt and unbelief about whether they can take the land. The ten spies and plus the other two spies, Joshua and Caleb. Because I put what the word of the Lord put in my heart. But the other people gave a word of fear and it caused people's hearts to melt. I don't want my life to call people's hearts to melt. I want my life to make people boldly obey God. Can you say amen? amen. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y, followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, surely the land which is your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Just as he said these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now, behold... I am as I'm at this day 85 years old and I'm still as strong today as I was the day that Moses sent me my strength now is as my strength when it was then for war and for going and for coming and now Give me this hill country which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how that the giants were there and he possessed the land. Because he wholly, say holy, holy. follow the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3. Look at verse 5. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will direct your paths. Let me tell you something. God doesn't direct your paths until you fall in with all your your, heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. Those are the people that hear his voice. And those are the people that will obey. Those are how you hear his voice. And you're going to need this ability in these last days. Can you say amen? amen.